Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ebtide Wellness, the podcast. I'm Dr. Heather Up, your host. And today, cue up the Rolling Stones. We're going to talk about the fact we can't always get what we want. <laughs> that song has been going through my head so much lately because I don't know about how things are going for you, but um, <laughs> getting what I want recently. And that's great. That's good. It makes you do a lot of the good work, which I'm going to get more into. But um, before we look at the it's good shiny side of it, let's just get into the reality of it, which in the process of not getting what you want, whether it's something professional, personal, material, um, it sucks. In the moment, it sucks. Like it feels for me, like rejection, disappointment, going into doubt, low self-worth, and then it can even get us some larger of like, um, you know, just feeling like things aren't fair. Like there's forces at play just getting in your way and why you? You know, we can really go down the rabbit hole of victimization and poor me and why them and blah, 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 blah. Like I felt like like a rat in a maze in a lab and I'm running through the maze and I think I know the maze. I'm heading towards the cheese and the reward. I'm pretty clear on it. I'm excited about it. But then just when I think I'm making progress, someone puts an obstacle in the direction I was going. And so I go to the other other way in the maze. Keep going. I think I'm getting there. And then there's another obstacle. <laughs> and so um, the rat just has to keep moving. The rat, obvious analogy for us. Uh, moving through the maze of life as the network keeps getting blocked in times or sometimes pathways get open. But really, we can either feel like a pinball just getting moved around, slammed around by life forces that we can't see. Or we can have a sort of more, um, you know, positive outlook on that of, Going with the flow and um, feeling the signals, the breadcrumbs, the cues, trusting in the path. So when I was I was driving the other day um, to the beach to meet my sister, and there was a ton of traffic because I didn't leave early enough, and I just like put my you know let my GPS Google Maps do the work, and it took me through beautiful rural roads and towns that I'd never been on. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I'm just completely surrendering to the GPS, to Google Maps and trusting in the destination, even though the journey is one that I never would have myself mapped out. I was really enjoying it because I was completely surrendered to it. I got to see really cool small towns and um, Max had his head out the window the whole time because we were going slow. It was really fun. And so if we can sort of have that approach to life of you know, letting the GPS be God or your belief system or universe or spirit or whatever 
um, it is for you. And just completely trusting and saying, okay, I hear you. You say go right. I would have gone left, but you must know there's traffic up ahead or you must know there's an accident. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll find something interesting if I go right instead of left because I got a nudge to. So if we can sort of live in that capacity of trusting, then it doesn't feel so personal and it doesn't feel so difficult. And we'll get there. Like I said, we'll get there. We'll get to that beautiful perspective of trust. But for me, at least, to get to that place of trust, it takes work and it takes acknowledgement of what I'm really feeling in the moment, which is usually like, what the fuck? This sucks. Like, I've been doing the work. I've been doing the vision boards. I've been doing the new moon rituals. I burn all the intentions. You know, <laughs> I've got the practices. <laughs> I've got the practices. I sit with my desires. I try to align myself with positive frequencies. We all do these things. Oh, and I work hard too in the actual material world. <laughs> and sometimes things just don't come your way. Like I said, it just kind of sucks and feels feels shitty when that happens. And so we can, again, get into the immediate reset, which I am guilty of. I think my toxic trait would be saying it's okay and jumping ahead to the healing part of the journey without actually acknowledging the part that's the wound. And that's not true healing. So just because I have a belief system and a framework that I know I will get to a place of trust and acceptance and something bigger, I can't skip over the frustration, the anger, the victimhood, the doubt, because then that stuff doesn't get released and I don't get to grow from the process, which is the whole point. Learn, you know. So let's do an inquiry for you guys. Is there some place in your life recently where you've experienced not getting what you want? It's a disappointment. Maybe you were rejected. Maybe something was uh, a loss for you. So where in life have you not gotten what you said you wanted, what you thought you wanted, what you were working for maybe? As you hold that experience, how does it feel? And don't justify it or talk yourself out of it or into it. Just how does it actually feel? It feels shitty. It can. doesn't mean life is shitty or things are always going to feel this way. But how does it feel when you don't get what you want? What do you do? What's your response tendency to not getting what you want? You turn against it. You didn't want that anyway. Do you shut down? You'll never get it. Do you immediately jump to the Pollyanna positive spin and skip feeling the pain? What do you do? Okay, releasing that inquiry, I hope it gave you some insight. We all have patterns. Um, and I think, you know, the patterns don't feel good of having to shut ourselves down because we didn't get something or turn away, or tell a story, or deny our hurt. 
so I think that's in part sometimes where we don't allow ourselves sometimes to want things or go after things. So we have to be careful of that. If you think, well, I'm not going to get it anyway. I don't want to feel that way. Then you're not going to be, you know, living your life like the the crazy humans we are who just get knocked down and get up, which is the best part of us. <laughs> We can't be afraid of the frustration, the anger, the doubt, the disappointment. That's That stuff's okay. And when we say, I shouldn't feel this way, I should be okay with not getting what I want. No, 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 no. You don't have to be okay with it to be okay. And it's just a part of your journey. So whatever you feel, you don't get something, let yourself. Like let yourself just kind of... Um. Turn away from the process. So I am in a job interview world, and I was talking to one group for quite some time, and it didn't work out. I didn't get what I wanted. And so I gave myself a break. I gave myself a break to turn away from that um, endeavor, job searching, and just stop and say, fuck this, I'm over it, I'm taking a break, I'm going to be mad, I'm going to feel like things are going to never work out, I'm going to be confused, I'm going to be a little self-loathing, I'm going to do all the things that feel so terrible but so good when you don't get what you want. And it's all natural and that's not the problem and it signals to you where you can have a little bit of compassion for yourself and where you still have some pretty vulnerable areas within that can get hurt by something like not getting what you want. Where your faith or your doubt belief system might have some holes in it that are dependent on the external world rather than completely stable from our internal. So, yeah, when you don't get what you want, allow yourself to have a little tantrum, to be like a toddler who didn't get their thing. But then we need to channel that in a way that helps move it through because we all know the person who didn't get that one thing they wanted and then they were never the same. Or they lived with that for 20 years, the resentment, the what if I had, it's their fault, that should have been mine. No, we feel it. We allow ourselves to feel that way and then we say, okay, so what's the work here? Where am I going now? I'm not going to live in this place because this place isn't going to help me and that's not the point of this having happened to me. Not getting what I want is a message. There's a point to it. But before we get there, we need to do some work. So if you feel the feels, the negative, difficult emotions, take time to really move them through. So journal. My journals have all sorts of moods to them. I have different ones, actually. So I've got the burn book journal, which is where I would do something like just be really dark <laughs> and go for it and like marinate like a pig in mud in whatever low self-worth or negativity or doubt or anger or resentment or bitterness, just like, you know, get it out there. The idea being like you're just getting out of your system and then, you know, the book would be burned at some point. I've also got journals where I write nice things that, you know, love and light that come to me during meditation, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> and I have another journal for creativity. But you need to have the place you can write of just getting the garbage out. You know, like if you've got food poisoning, you have to vomit. I'm sorry, but you do. So find a way to journal, write about it, sing about it. I don't know, art, write, draw about it. Get it out of your system. 
That's one option you can do. The other thing to do is meditate. When we sit with feelings, that's a way to really let them be felt, to let them move through, to let them evolve. You guys have heard me talk about the RAIN meditation. I was recognizing what we feel and we allow it and we sit with it and we nurture ourselves. And then the feelings that we're feeling that are challenging, that are reactive, they guide us into what's really going on for us, where we really have a wound or a place of healing opportunity to say, oh, that's that's ridiculous that this is making me feel self-critical or like I don't have worth. Let me give me give some self-love. Meditation is great for that. But again, just like the burn book style journaling, sometimes these feelings, they just got to um, get actually pushed out, especially if it's like anger. And so one of the favorite things actually I learned from my sister is throwing eggs at a tree. So if you're really mad or you got something in you, you're just feeling like, what is going on? Grab some eggs. I know they're expensive now, but like, that's all right. This is worth it. Grab some eggs and go out to your backyard and throw eggs at a tree. Maybe each egg is a different emotion or a different person or a different um, disappointment and just get that out. Destroying things feels good, but you want to destroy things in a way that is, you know, not going to hurt anybody. And I'm sure someone out there will appreciate the eggs. But if throwing eggs is not your thing, another option that I just actually heard of on one of my favorite podcasts called Everyday Alchemy, she was expressing similar experiences recently during all this change of just like, you know, being angry or frustrated. And she had a practice of going to a river and throwing rocks into the river. So just like the egg, you can throw a rock into the river, get a nice splash, satisfying, you're not hurting anything. And maybe each rock is something you're mad at or someone that let you down, you felt like, or whatever each rock wants to signify. Another way to get things out would be maybe to write letters that you, let's be clear from the start, are never going to send. Like writing a letter to the person that rejected you or the thing that didn't turn out. Um, Like when I didn't get this job, I wrote a letter to the person who interviewed me, who was great, like no shade there. But the letter was like, you're lost. You have no idea what I could have done for you. You know, (laughs) certainly never going to put that in, um, in that person's awareness. That wasn't for them. It was for me. And then the letter, just, you know, burn it, trash or whatever. It's out of you. You got to say what you had to say. So the the feelings don't have to stir that up in you anymore. And then once you've done this work of kind of moving stuff out, getting it out, letting it come to the surface so it's not just stewing in you, give yourself that natural space that's going to be needed to feel tired, to feel sad. You just had a loss. When we don't get what we want, even if it was never ours in the first place, need to grieve and recover. We're super sensitive to loss as humans. There's something called loss aversion where we will do so almost whatever it takes not to have a loss. We'll do much more to avoid a loss than we will to potentially get a gain. So it hurts when you don't get something. You feel like you lost it. So give yourself the space to grieve, to recover. Massive, massive self-care. You don't have to fix the problem or move on to the next thing right then. So those are some ways to sort of do the initial 
acute care for not getting what you want, really acknowledge what you're feeling. Like it's okay to not be the perfect spiritual enlightened being at all times. If you have that expectation of yourself or others, well, it's uh, going to be another experience of not getting what you want. But once we get this stuff out, once we get the work of moving through, of being really honest, then we can do the spiritual and the productive work that bring us back to being our best self, that then gets to authentic acceptance and trust and returning to our belief system. This is what we do in mindfulness. So we keep coming back to the moment, when we, even when we don't like it, especially when we don't like it, and we hold it with kindness and say, this is the moment, okay. Self-loathing, okay. Victimhood, okay. Anger, okay. Disappointment, okay. We're not engaging in it and saying, this is the way it is and I'm going to keep telling stories about it, but saying, hey, I see you and it's fine, takes away its power and gives us then more space for other things. And we hold the space. So that's the next example. When we've gotten through the massive self-care, the sort of tending to our wounds, then there's this spaciousness, this then what? Okay, I've kind of gotten over the thing I didn't get. I'm not rushing to fill it with something just to soften the blow. There's a opportunity of potential here. And recently I've felt that way. Like my life, <laughs> as I'm not getting what I want, is just a opportunity and potential. Like a great, I was looking at the ocean the other day and I was looking at the vast horizon, unfilled, but beautiful and full of comings and goings. And I was like, that's how my life feels right now. Unknown, vast opportunity, potential and spaciousness. And rather than trying to fill it or stop the tides, you hold that spaciousness with a curiosity. And in that spaciousness, you'll have the room to connect with what's greater within you, what's greater around you, and come back to the deeper anchor that got a little bit buried in the fluster and chaos of having a challenge like a disappointment. You come back to that place of, oh, yeah, oh, right. That's what I really feel about life for me. That's what I really know is true for me. Oh, yeah. So we don't do the spiritual bypassing of going from not getting what we want to saying, it's fine. We do the work in between to get to the point of saying, I trust. It doesn't have to be good doesn't have to mean you like it, but we'll just say, I trust. And we do that with our mindful practice of holding space for the moment without judgment and with compassion and trust. So I want to share with you one of my um, favorite readings. I can't remember the author, but I'll find it and put it in the show notes. I am trying to see things in perspective, the author writes. My dog wants a bite of my peanut butter chocolate chip bagel. I know she cannot have this because chocolate makes dogs very sick. My dog does not understand this. She pouts and wraps herself around my leg like a scarf and purrs and tries to convince me to give her just a tiny bit. When I do not give in, she eventually gives up and lays in the corner. 
under the piano, drooping and sad. I hope the universe has my best interests in mind, like I have my dogs. When I want something with my whole being, and the universe withholds it from me, I hope the universe thinks to herself, silly girl, she thinks this is what she wants, but she does not understand how it will hurt. I love this. I always <laughs> try to imagine myself, especially as a dog lover, as the dog and the humans are, you know, spirit, angels, guides, whatever it is for you, who have a larger perspective on life. So I think about my dog, Max, when he was at the shelter with the amazing angel dog rescuers in Louisiana, where he came from. And this poor dog had been founded astray. He was in a high kill shelter. He had just been neutered. He'd been shots, given shots. Um, he was scheduled to be put down really that day. But these angels, these rescuers found him and said, no, let's, let's bring him to Maryland and bring him to me. And this poor dog, again, after all he'd been through, he then has to get moved to a temporary foster home, which was full of love. And I think he was like, okay, now I get it. This is great. I have a great foster home. I can stay here. But then he gets ripped out of the foster home because it was a foster home temporary and put back at the shelter for the day before he could get on an airplane where he was totally sedated and put on a crazy machine flying through the sky to be picked up by me, a total stranger. I think Max was like, I am not getting what I want. <laughs> like in this scenario, poor little Max the dog was like, this is a terrible string of luck. What he didn't understand is that he had tons of helpers around him and love surrounding him with a bigger perspective that was getting him home to me. And after a year and a half together, I can tell you, he realizes that that was getting what he really wanted. <laughs> He's a happy dog. But he didn't know that. So I think of that a lot. Like, I don't know what's going on around me. And sometimes we do then ultimately get to say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't get that job because then this opportunity I was available for. Or, or we say, oh my gosh, it's so great that that person didn't want to go out with me because then I found out this about them. And so that's like really nice because it validates um, the trust, it validates the life as a journey. Sometimes we don't get what we want and we never get that closure. We never get the rest of the story about what's best, about why it was for the best. We never get the happy ending. We just get the, wow, that really sucked and didn't feel good. And I moved on, but I still don't understand why I had to go through that or why that happened. I think you can probably think of something in your life that you're just like, well, that just was kind of shitty. That's when our work is the hardest because then we have to dig really deep, really, really deep to a place of faith and love and belief within us that is bigger than us that we might not know. We might never figure it out, but we trust and we can wrestle with our doubt and our anger and our confusion, but we don't stay and live in them. We don't let them take over, but we find something deeper within us that connects us to something bigger around us. And we find that spaciousness that says, there's something I don't know. There's something bigger than me. And I'm going to trust my role in that web. So another quote from Chief Seattle. All things are connected like the blood that unites us. We did not weave the web of life. We are merely a strand in it. 
Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. So lots of messages from that quote, but the one for today is really just that we are part of this huge tapestry, this huge web, and we're just a little thread in it, but we're all connected. So what happens in our lives has significant implications for everyone's life, for the whole universe, the whole butterfly effect. And so if you don't understand why things are happening to you, okay. I mean, I can't see the tapestry of the universe. I just have to trust in my little a little tiny impact in it. So we meet the challenges of our life with as much goodness and love and beauty and our highest ability to be our best selves as we can. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we say everything's okay. I accept all. It just means we do our best. So recently when things have been working out for me, I keep telling myself, but I'm still gonna find the goodness in myself every day and trust. Dig deeper. If you've got the doubt, doubt. And then dig deeper. Find what your belief system are, what your values are. Let that hold space for the impact every action you take has around you. And when you receive something in your life that doesn't seem fair or kind, trust that maybe it's not about you. Or if you believe in multiple lives, maybe it's about a past you, burning away some karma. Oh, as Mick Jagger says, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you'll find you get what you need. Let's come into a short meditation now to help us connect with our trust that we are all getting what we need. Finding whatever postures appropriate for your situation. Maybe the eyes are closed. Maybe the gaze is just soft. And go ahead. I want you to take a few deep breaths, but on the exhale, really exhale out the mouth. Really let yourself just release whatever you've been holding back of feelings, of disappointments of anger, whatever has gotten stuck in you because you didn't want to feel it or you didn't think it was okay to feel it. On the exhales, I just want you to breathe it out like a lion and let it out of your system. After doing a few cycles of breath like that, just settling into irregular breath through the nose, uncontrolled, letting this Flow of the breath, soothe you back into self, into softness, letting go of all the thoughts and the stories and the attachment to the world outside, the grasping, the pushing away, and just come into the breath. Just put all that stuff down and let's just come into the breath and let it rock us and soothe us and draw us into a safe space where we can take a break. Letting the body release around this breath. The shoulders can relax. The face. All the places the senses have been expanding outward. The body leaning to hear, to know what you want. Let that all go. Come into the neutral place of receiving. 
living each moment as it's presented. In this moment, if there's a residue or, or residual of some pain or anger or disappointment or self-doubt or any doubt from where you might not have gotten what you wanted, just let yourself acknowledge that a little more. Feel how that might have impacted you, shutting down, overcompensating, whatever. And then meet yourself with complete compassion and care. And just rest in this breath and this self-compassion and love. Holding space in the heart for yourself. As we've moved through some of the more challenging initial emotions, can you just allow the space to fill in the heart of calm, of not knowing, of here we are, of a neutrality, not a not caring, but just an accepting. This moment is as it is. I'm going to hold space for it, open up all the space and potential that's available right here just by being, by not filling it up. Just allow yourself to rest in the spaciousness of heart, of body, of mind, like the vast ocean. Hold room for what is meant for you to someday sail through. Not at your pace, but with patience when it's ready, when it's right. Hold space, connecting to that depth beneath the surface that tells you why you hold space, why you trust, what you truly believe, what your values are, what matters. That thing you wanted is not the most important thing. There's something bigger for you. And as you're holding this space, surrendering into the depths, like you're just allowing yourself to gently float lower into the abyss of your knowing, going deeper into that web you belong in, into the tapestry, and feeling the importance of your strand. Maybe you receive some messages of why. Maybe you'll never know. You just hold faith that your goodness, your love, your light is having huge effects to all around. And you'll receiving the same in kind. Holding the space, feeling your vastness and importance within something larger. Can you just trust what has been, what is, and what will be. And I'll close with a reading by Linda France called Dreaming the Real. I'm lying down looking at the color of sky falling through trees, dreaming the real, tasting what it feels like to love it. Why did it take me so long to let go? Simply exhale so the day could breathe itself in and open without me standing in the way. How could I forget the grace of my own body, strong as this blue, tender as the white of wild blossom, warm as midday light? Let me practice a patience bold enough to hold every weather, trusting the elements, 
the beauty of rain, all its shades of gray. I want whatever's real to be enough. At least it's a place to begin and to master the art of loving it and feel it love me back under my skin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Be well. I hope you don't get what you want. (laughs) Instead, get what you need. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by clicking the like and subscribe buttons. And why not share it with someone else who might connect with it? I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be uptight well.